The nation's minority-serving and tribal colleges and universities house a lot of science and technology talent. For more than a decade, NASA has been funding specialized coursework at these institutions. The agency wants students to consider joining NASA's advanced aerospace manufacturing programs. Now there's a new round of funding. With more on the program, the manager of NASA's Minority University Research and Education Project, Tori Johnson. Mr. Johnson, good to have you in studio. Good to be with you, Tom. So tell us about the program, what it basically does. Sure. So just a little background on MIRAP, uh, one of our fun acronyms, the Minority University Research Education Project. We are focused on uh, making sure that we, uh, as an agency, ensure that students from minority-serving institutions have the opportunity to engage in STEM. Those students are coming from underrepresented and underserved communities, uh, including girls, women, uh, those with disabilities, uh, and veterans. And so uh, we have endeavored to fund uh, opportunities at these institutions so that their students can participate in STEM programs. And so you fund, when you say opportunities, that means specialized coursework that NASA provides the funding to staff up? Exactly. So we have the opportunity to provide funding to their institutions for curriculum development, uh, to build up their coursework, uh, to assist in building up infrastructure in their scientific laboratories, uh, as well as funding internships and fellowships for those students uh, to be engaged in NASA's mission. And in the area of NASA that you're working, which is advanced aerospace manufacturing, and we'll get into that, I imagine the institutions also, in some cases, need specialized equipment or laboratory gear in addition to the curriculum itself? That's correct. And so uh, the most recent awards that we just partnered with our aeronautics uh, research mission directorate, or ARMD, uh, allowed uh, for those institutions, three of them that we just recently awarded, uh, to be able to, one, increase their infrastructure and capacity at those particular colleges and universities so that they could bring more students uh, from these communities um, to NASA's uh, programs, uh, two, to be able to train them in the areas where there's really been a deficit, that being in advanced manufacturing and aeronautics, uh, and then uh, thirdly, to really build this next uh, generation uh, workforce in STEM, uh, where we're focused on the Artemis generation, this next group of students um, that will provide the next technology to get us uh, to the moon and then beyond to Mars. And Artemis refers to? Artemis is our uh, next generation uh, getting us uh, from where we are currently looking to go into outer space, moving uh, to the moon uh, for 2024 and then beyond uh, to have a sustained presence there on the moon by 2028. So Artemis encompasses all of the pieces of the program that will accomplish that. Absolutely. Got it. And with respect to aerospace manufacturing and aeronautics, I guess review for us the fact that NASA does make things within NASA. It's not all contractor supplied. Sure. So you, you raise a great point. Um, the world of uh, aeronautics, uh, NASA has been a key player uh, in assisting the uh, aeronautics industry. And so our focus is really to enhance the work that's already being done in industry. Uh, this particular solicitation and award uh, came about because of some of the deficit of the skill set uh, for creating parts, uh, for repairs, uh, for airlines and things of that sort. And so, again, the funding allows us to partner with our colleagues in industry and academia to create this next uh, generation of students that can actually participate in that space. 
So the students from this program could work at NASA or potentially they could work at one of the contractors, Boeing or Lockheed Martin or any of these other companies that are involved in aerospace manufacturing. That's correct. We primarily start off by engaging those students in their classrooms with that curriculum. Then we offer internship opportunities for them to come to the NASA centers around the country, 10 of those centers, um, and they can participate during a school semester or over the summer. And to your point, they can also uh, engage with some of our partners in industry uh, for opportunities as well. We're speaking with Tori Johnson. He's manager of the Minority University Research and Education Project, Europe, at NASA. And to which colleges did this year's awards go? Sure. Uh, so we had three institutions uh, that we awarded this year, uh, University of Texas at El Paso, uh, Tuskegee uh, University, and uh, the final one was uh, Virginia State uh, University. And how many students tend to participate? Our aim is to get as many students as possible. Uh, when we engage with uh, some of the programs and the awardees and they're able to change curriculum, we really see large numbers moving because of the curriculum change and that classes of students can be engaged. Uh, but by and large, we see tens of um, students that come through in terms of the internship model. Uh, but hopefully over a period of time, as those programs change at the universities, we actually see far more students come through. And what are the criteria for the institutions that you look at when deciding where to put the money each year? That's great. So we have a competed process, a solicitation uh, that goes out uh, for, in this case, minority serving institutions or MSIs. Um, and they're able to... Um, one partner with other folks in industry and other uh, institutions, and then we bring together, we NASA bring together folks from industry, folks from academia, as well as from the federal government in these fields uh, to be able to uh, take a look at these proposals um, and then make a determination on uh, which institutions most closely align with what uh, NASA's mission is, given a particular mission directorate, um, and what that focus is for a given time period, um, and then what's going to align uh, with what the, the next set of steps would be uh, in the evolution of that program. And, of course, you have to reach minority students by the time they are in college. Do you ever look back even for earlier in the life cycle than college to make sure that the sufficient number of potential students are coming up through high schools and so on to make sure that the colleges, especially the minority-serving colleges, have the raw material that can produce this type of talent? Yes. So uh, one of the ways that our program at NASA through MIRAP uh, focuses in the K-12 arena is through our uh, MIRAP Aerospace Academy or MAA. Um, and so what we do is uh, work with a minority serving institution that reaches back um, to those lower grades, uh, incorporates uh, curriculum, special STEM engagement activities that are fun for students, and then also involves their family and community. So it's a more holistic approach. Um, so that there's an actual path for those students as they're moving from elementary school to middle school, high school, and then subsequently to our higher education programs. So they really get a pathway to fulfill productive work and also perhaps maybe moving from poverty in some cases. Absolutely. So the, the focus for us um, really is the educational piece uh, to make sure that STEM is available for those students. They see it as a viable option uh, for them. And then in the end, that we actually see some progress in the workforce, that we're really making a contribution uh, to that uh, for the future. So you have sort of a life cycle approach to monitoring the whole program. 
Absolutely. And, and again, we start that through the K through 12 arena, uh, working also with high schools. Uh, community college is a real big piece um, of our efforts uh, through our uh, NASA Community College Aerospace uh, program. And uh, and then we get them through the four-year institutions and up through post-doctoral uh, studies. Tori Johnson is manager of the Minority University Research and Education Project at NASA. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Find this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week. So patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.